And soon, before the sharks smell the blood in the water, and we're doing our best to attract them, believe me. They now have to keep printing or we crash. We've got this ticking time bomb. Talking gold with the one and only Andrew McGuire. Welcome to Live from the Vault. Welcome to Live from the Vault. My name is Shane Moran, and I'll be your host for this episode. And from the entire Life in the Vault team worldwide, we want to thank you for your continued support. And as you can imagine, this community keeps growing more and more every single week. And we want to thank you, our Life in the Vault community. And there's a lot to talk about during these historic times. And fear not, because the one and only Andrew McGuire is in the house and will be talking gold or should I say we'll be talking silver? Yes, this episode is going to be mostly about silver. So fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be an amazing episode. You know, Life in the Vault gives you access and information to updates you just can't get anywhere else. And this episode is no exception. And with that, let's head over to the UK and Talking Gold with Andrew McGuire. Hey, Andrew. The last episode, uh, you drew our attention to the broken silver market, and it sure looks like things have gotten completely out of control. Can you update us on what specifically is happening in these crazy silver markets here? Yeah, Shane, I knew this would be one for you too, my friend. Um, yeah, let's start. Let's start at the beginning. It's always the best place. Um, look, this has been proved to be a very tough holiday thinned three weeks. Now, if you remember from the 15th of, of we, we did our last episode on the 24th of August, but we we're already into a week of uh, holiday thin market. We've made reference to it, but essentially, you know, liquidity evaporates. You know what? I can move a market. You, any Anybody could probably move the market at the right time of day. It is that we're talking about really thin. And of course, that gives the... Um, uh, the, the the momentum guys, an advantage, and especially when you see a strong dollar. So, you know, what we saw is in this last three weeks, um, the precious metals are being driven lower by automated spec selling into a dollar index that's just hit 2,002 highs and a 24-year high today against the yen. I mean, this is mind-blowing stuff. And uh, But, but, the thing is, to put that 20-year dollar index high into context, the last time the dollar index hit June 2002 highs or levels, gold was trading at $315 an ounce. So put that into more accurate terms, it now takes $1,400 more debased print, printed dollars to buy the same ounce of bought and paid for physical gold. That's the way to look at it. And when people say to me, isn't gold volatile? Just take a look at that. And very very short term, the inversely um, linked spec algorithms that tick for tick sell gold and silver against this rising dollar index, what this actually illustrates is that in the bigger picture, the so-called safe haven demand chasing the dollar, because that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why the dollar is rising, when this safe haven demand that is supposedly chasing the dollar uh, against all the other unpacked fiat currencies is also uh, attracted to zero counterparty risk, safe haven, physical gold and silver. 
So, but to really best illustrate just where we are in the war, this war that we've been tracking, as you know, Shane, between the spinning out of control, synthetic, undeliverable, short-term futures-driven pricing inputs versus really an increasingly divergent, unleveraged physical gold market. Obviously, leverage against unleveraged. Obviously, yeah, it creates volatility. But we'll start this week's episode really by looking at the detail and then what to expect also for gold and silver, of course, into the close of this third quarter. We're in September now. So to best do this, we need to focus on the broken silver market as silver is about to break out and it will lead the way higher for gold. So this is an important episode. Now, as you know, Shane, one of our objectives here at Live from the Vault is for us to continue to draw attention to the institutionals that follow us and how from a wholesale market perspective that the futures driven silver market is completely broken, but ripe for the picking. And obviously this is an educational program, but, but sometimes the silver market is missed. We'll look at that as in a little bit more, but really right now, following uh, three weeks of very thin liquidity, uh, market liquidity, which has really better enabled the muscle memory speculators blind completely to the wholesale market disconnect to um, on really relatively low volumes to naked sell silver into every rally. Now, this is the point. They are naked short. We know this to be the case because every single long speculator that got on board back in June 2020 uh, at the commencement of the very large spike rally with no retracements until the 29s, that rally started at 17 and a half. Well, where did we go? It was a gap close. They were rinsed out last week exactly into that gap close, leaving every single automated spec sell order now as naked short with the house long against them. It's important to know this. So when, when people start thinking of selling, However, into this process, the resulting unprecedented backwardations, remember, a backwardation is nothing but a futures price that is actually lower than the real cash price. Um, so these unprecedented backwardations between the silver futures and the deliverable markets are so broken, they need to be reset before silver attracts the sharks and goes nickel. Now, silver pro provides the best illustration of just how disconnected all, and I don't mean some, all the US-centric paper-driven COMEX futures markets have become versus the real deliverable global physical markets. Now, this is evident in all deliverables from metals through energy to oil. I mean, but out of all the physically deliverable asset classes, silver clearly is disconnected from the pack by an absolute mile. So to avert this extremely offside silver derivative market blowing up and going nickel in the 10 times larger over-the-counter markets, the broken, highly leveraged silver futures markets will be forced to rebalance. Now, there's a tidal wave of which we call at-the-margin physical market liquidity that has to be underpinned by the paper game. And it's but this 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 liquidity is exiting the casino. And you see, you see it, we see it, and most certainly the stackers see it. But spec sellers 
are oblivious, there's no other word for it, to the fact that this well is actually drying up. Now, Andrew, uh, our community members will know that I, I, if they look back over the last several months, you've been talking about nickel. You keep on bringing up nickel and it blew up and it blew up. Can you talk just now to our members about uh, the similarities between what you saw in nickel, what you've been talking about in nickel and what's happening in silver right now? Yeah, Shane, the all-important margin um, silver market liquidity is being crystallized and flowing out of the COMEX backdoor into deliverable physical exchanges outside the breached L CME LBME ring fence. We kind of talked about it last time a little bit, but it's this enormous evaporation of liquidity um, in the price-setting commerce markets that's causing this historically unprecedented disconnect. And with the global market liquidity slowly now returning after the holiday break, um, these same sharks that fed on the broken nickel market will smell blood in the water. Now, drawing unwanted attention to this risk-free risk arbitrage opportunity is our objective, but it requires some very deep pockets. Now, if you have deep pockets, suss out the risk-free instant arbitrage profits now. But let's not forget what caused, as you say, this nickel market to blow up. It was the chain reaction to a sudden shortage of physical versus what was sold short in the undeliverable paper markets. Hey, does that, does that sort of rhyme like something? I mean, while the LME uh, was able to ring fence the nickel blow up, leading to yet unresolved multi-million dollar lawsuits uh, against them, let's make it absolutely clear, it is not possible to ring fence a similar derivative blow up in a globally traded foreign exchange cross of which silver is one. Now, people forget that. Now, silver's daily foreign exchange fix reflects a web of interconnected, highly leveraged paper market inputs, uh, which includes short, sold, borrowed, unallocated SLV. You know, in other words, um, shorted SLV, which severely dilutes any real unleveraged physical supply demand input. So when you work out this fixed price, you've got all this stuff in there. And the relating fix has nothing to really do with real supply and demand, but nevertheless sets the global price of silver. So yet insiders are scrambling to use spec-driven spec sell-off to short cover what they can of these insanely leveraged derivative bets. But once liquidity returns during this month of September into the end of the third quarter, there is little doubt the sharks will circle. This is free money on a wholesale scale. And the only defense for the house to counter this risk-free arbitrage raid is for the commercials to begin to ring the register on the speculators that caused the disconnect to reach these historically unprecedented actionable levels. Now, the risk-free profits to be earned by loading out futures contracts are far too low, uh, large not to attract a short squeeze. And while specs don't have the wherewithal to capitalize on this massive arbitrage profit, um, because they're not even allowed to trade in the over-the-counter markets, insiders do and are. 
And premiums over spot for retail coins sends out a smoke signal, but it's largely missed by the big ticket players. Drawing attention to this wholesale market opportunity is one of the objectives of bringing the scale of this trade to the attention of rich pools of predatory money. Yeah, much the embarrassment of Jamie Dimon back in, in 2012, this same kind of agnostic predatory, these predatory sharks, completely agnostic to anything. They can care about silver, don't care about gold, but they smell blood. And they attacked, if you remember in 2012, Jamie Dimon's JP Morgan, uh, it was called the IG9 trade. Uh, and and they fed off this bleeding whale to the tune of about six, over $6 billion of JP Morgan's money. Now the market, the, the naked short silver position is even more attractive, guys. That's absolutely amazing, Andrew. Uh, now, silver is not part of uh, Basel III, and they're, they don't, they're not Basel III compliant. So how does this actually affect gold now? Yeah, to provide context into the joined-at-the-hip gold market, uh, unlike um, these, this EFP, and remember EFP is simply the transit of uh, a COMEX position into the over-the-counter markets for either uh, settlement or arbitrage reasons or for delivery. But, um, it, you know, unlike the uh, EFP COMEX silver that flows into the over-the-counter spot markets that is not NSFR compliant, EFP gold flowing out of the COMEX must be Basel III compliant. Now, obviously, we've talked about how some of it's flywheeled into the GLD ETF and stays as an unallocated, but with people so bearish about gold, no one wants GLD, it's unloading. So therefore, um, obviously these flows, uh, so GLD aside, these flows touches, touch the local, the local London trading and clearing process. And because this is not the case in the uh, non-NSFR compliant um, EFP paper to paper over the counter silver, uh, settled silver markets, as a result, they have now been rendered redundant, completely redundant as a working hedging instrument. And therein lays the COMEX Achilles heel. Um, this is, poses a problem never before experienced by the CME COMEX ringmasters. A full inventory loadout. Now look, loadout is simply the term applied to silver or gold um, actually physically exiting the warehouse versus just being delivered across the blue uh, warehouse sender line. When I say delivered, I mean shuffled. So this loadout of COMEX registered silver stocks is about to seriously threaten the related and, and related but corralled eligible character, character, category of silver inventories in the warehouse, which are not deliverable because they're not registered for delivery. So I think COMEX stored inventories, which so far by way of sleight of hand, insider warrant shuffling about these positions has so far, none of this has exited the COMEX warehouses, but it is eligible. And the prices say, come after me. Well, why wouldn't you deliver me if I'm offering to buy you? So backwardations tell us that this warrant shuffling has caught up with the ringmasters, causing the price to fully disconnect 
from the global physical markets because they're trying to block this happening. And unless the CME steps in to restore this COMEX as a legitimate hedging facility, loadout on an industrial scale will occur. And this is not a Hunt Brothers-like situation where the CME can call in their margin. This is fully paid up global physical market trying to source uh, available silver stocks to fill orders at deeply undervalued prices. It's something, you know, sometimes forgotten that the primary rationale for the existence of a regulated gold and silver futures market is to provide a legitimate hedging mechanism for a range of, you know, market participants. We've talked about this, but, you know, if you're a physical holder, you may need to hedge some of it. Uh, a long spot, you know, they have a long spot or forward contract. Look, which re which refiners and producers rely on, you need to have a hedging instrument to protect that, which, I mean, obviously they're relied on, but ultimately lead into this multi-billion dollar derivative bets. Um, and, and obviously we, we're also talking about the, uh, this also leads into the OCC and the multi-billion dollar derivative bets, which are listed there, but actually don't even en en encompass the 14 day forwards that are perpetually rolled over. We've talked about this many, many times. And, and, and I even went to uh, to London, to, to the UK Parliament and met with Andrew Bailey to discuss this issue. Now, while the industry understands the implications of this complete futures market collapse and our positioning for an inevitable physically deliverable silver shortage by, guess what, loading up on physical for their own books at the expense of, but very importantly, limited to, these clueless, the ability of these clueless, clueless COMEX siloed blinkered specs currently tricked into chasing a dot on a screen to a potential zero, which obviously can't happen, but in their minds, it can. These specs are being led like lambs to the slaughter. And, and following uh, the full June 2020 chart gap close we just referred to, there are very few, if any, paper longs left to rinse. Therefore, margin calls will be called in on the shorts. And this is potentially a Hunt Brothers in reverse. This time, the global markets calling in the casinos margin. Wow, what an amazing times, like I said. But Andrew, what, what are you seeing now uh, in the uh, wholesale markets? Yeah, so outside of the casino, uh, Indian and Chinese uh, silver buying has been extremely strong right the way through this period and largely uh, bypassing obviously loco London, completely bypassing it really, capitalizing on extremely undervalued silver fix prices by spot indexing, locking in these orders at the daily fix. Now, obviously you're paying a premium over that, but you're locking it in. Now, the bulk of this silver is being sourced directly from Russian uh, Kyrgyzstan sources completely bypassing the London trade. Historically, this trade uh, would have provided a wholesale discount, which would be a small premium over spot. It is now commanding an extremely large wholesale premium over spot. And this is, of course, what's feeding into the retail market. So you can smell the, the, the smoke coming from that. But really, you need to dig into what's happening in the wholesale markets. Now, conversely, the extreme COMEX warrant shuffling paper market leverage has given rise to this massive paper to physical price disconnect, which the CME LBMA uh, must address to stem 
really what was previously undeliverable resi- reg- uh, registered to eligible position shuffling morphing into a full load EFP COMEX drain. Now, while market making insiders are actively but stealthily arbitraging this massive disconnect, of course they are, and and we have noted this uh, commencing since uh, actually uh, Tuesday, and and this is this is Wednesday here, so we're, this is literally Wednesday, so we're we're just noticing this beginning. You know, to, to actually capitalize on this, the siloed speculators are completely excluded from trading this the 10 times larger silver foreign exchange markets. So are increasingly left carrying the short load, oblivious to this massive price disconnect facing all physical market participants, potentially exposing the specs to what we talked about, unlimited loss losses, which we warned about last time. Now, drilling down... Evidence of the complete EFP breakdown is visible in the unprecedented futures backwardations to spot in both the in-delivery September contract, which went on the board right at the end of of, uh, September, which should be one-to-one, of course, at par to spot, as well as the front month's December contract, which is three months out to expiry, where backwardations have become a source of app. Absolute embarrassment for the CME LBMA clearing system. No one's ever seen this before. I mean, oil traders were also making similar comments about the futures driven oil markets. Uh, they're so paper centric uh, that they're broken. In, and they're noting that the inje- injection of intraday volatility is so uncharacteristically excessive. So, in summary, really, um, the silver futures market better illustrate this future-driven disconnect between the siloed paper markets and the spot cash physical markets, how they have completely broken. But the point we're trying to make here, it's not going unnoticed. And while with you know, while thin liquidity has accentuated and still accentuates the paper to physical disconnect, once liquidity fully returns following this week's US holiday, which only came off uh, on Monday, these disconnects will start to be aggressively arbitraged. Now, this was most evident in the completely broken silver futures market where we had a 27 cent arbitrage, free, free, risk-free arbitrage between the in-delivery September contract and cash silver. Now, for you to own a silver contract that's in delivery, you have to be fully paid for. So guess who's who, who's behind that trade? It sure as hell isn't the speculator, right? So what was that? $1,350. This is, that was causing a massive exchange for physical drain. Think about this for a millisecond, guys out there. This is a risk-free profit for insiders to capitalize on the specs expense. And they are doing it and the specs don't know it. But far worse, far worse for the ring-fenced CMA LBMA casino, this delivery market disconnect bled into the three-month-out December silver futures contract. Into non-farm payrolls, it printed a massive, unheard-of 20-cent backwardation to spot. Hang on, you know, this this is mind-blowing stuff because... I can't even believe that we're actually some have to do four looks at the screen to verify this is happening. That is in plain vanilla terms, a thousand dollars per contract, plain vanilla backwardation. But when you add in the tail risk 
of a reversion to what it should be, which is a 30 cent contango, which simply means a 30 cent premium to the spot price. That is a historical disconnect when you add those two up to 50 cents. There is a 25, there was a $2,500 per contract disconnect, risk-free arbitrage uh, opportunity there. But this morning, and we're just two sessions into the 20 cent backwardation that was arbed really down to 11 cents today. So you can see they're scrambling to try and cover this. And this still equated, still equates though, if you add in the carry forward, forward cost to over $2,000, hedger tail risk to December, but also a very attractive discount to be capitalized on by insiders. So really no refiner or legitimate hedger can dare to employ COMEX futures into such broken backwardated conditions, leaving virtually all the negative short positions, which are by sheer volume, bifurcating this market, load it onto the specs. It's so important to understand this. And while there's little doubt that insiders are using specs to cover off very large short SLV bets. And we talked about these huge SLV bets last time and we'll look at them closely because we should have a better handle on what was covered into this big drain. They're one-to-one -one, uh, taking the long side, uh, the insiders are one-to-one -one taking the long side of gold and silver futures into this inverse uh, dollar index trade. Now, so to restore order, uh, the CME must attract institutional business back into this broken futures market. It, it must be fixed. There's no other way of saying this. It has to be fixed. The House will be forced to ring the register on an unprecedentedly historically outside wrong-footed spec position, which the House is holding all the longs on. Now, guess who's going to win? This is about a, as bullish a setup for an oversold silver market has, has ever been recorded. And uh, this must commence as, as we now move deeper into season into the end of the third quarter. So uh, what was evidence following the non-farm payrolls miss and into the first couple of sessions following Labor Day, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday the 7th, um, spec muscle memory needs to be relearned. Now specs are so conditioned into selling every single rally the upside gap close may seem a little sporadic, but uh, uh, once, the first, once the short squeeze commences, there's gonna be very little in the way of the March highs. Silver will actually lead the way. So my message is keep the faith, guys. This is a time to be stacking silver. Liquidity providers verify that the cash physical market is rock solid. It is the futures that are mispriced. And to restore legitimacy, it will force the CME to address this breakdown between futures and spot across all markets. And the best, this better happen soon before the sharks smell the blood in the water. And we're doing our best to attract them, believe me. And the rise in the dollar index has driven the knee-jerk automated spec selling in what has been extremely thin conditions this morning, liquidity providers continue to confirm the unprecedented breakdown in both September and, De and December uh, silver futures versus spot has been driving a mass massive outflow of registered uh, silver, which is actively being arbitraged in the spot markets, guys.
Well, I'm sure if our community is like me, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat here, Andrew, listening to you explain that. But we're talking arbitrage now. Can you explain the short-term effects of what this amazing arbitrage process uh, looks like here? What's the short-term effects? Yeah, it's a good question because because this, this is quite confusing because if you're seeing, seeing the silver market um, being accumulated by the insiders, you kind of sort of wonder, well, why is it going down? Well, look, while short term, this arbitrage process, what it involves is Comex longs being closed, okay? But in turn, spot silver is sold to lock in the arbitrage differential. Clearly, you know, you've got a profit that you can buy closing one and closing the other, you've locked it in, it's closed. Hence the bearish short-term disconnect. But into this churning, liquidity providers report offsetting unleveraged spot indexing. In other words, there are buyers, physical buyers, also locking in this price and attracting very large physical buyers capitalizing on the discount outside the ring-fest market. For ring-fest market, yes, they're having to pay a premium over it, but they're locking it in. Now, this is going to have... It's a bit like pushing on a string of a very short term, but it is going to have an impact because the foreign exchange cross is determining a price. And and if, if, if people won't sell it for that price, then really for it to reflect anywhere close to that price, it has to ultimately feed back in. Now, the bullish side of this is that the physical demand sucks out global physical supply into into physical, but on the paper side, due to leverage, while this arbitrage plays out very short term, this is also having the effect of weighing on the futures price. But ultimately, because they're being closed, the longs are being closed, but ultimately this action is very bullish as it drains unbacked, undeliverable silver futures market open interest out of the COMEX into short cover uh, the SLV shorts. Now, while GC is also technically backwardated, uh, and I should say that EFPs can can go uh, can be short or long, but but while GC, you know, while gold is being or gold futures is is technically backwardated as well. Unlike silver, as we say, it does have the Basel III deliverable NSFR delivery status. So the paper to physical disconnect is far less obvious. However, as is more evident in silver futures, speculators led by the nose, uh, these neutral algos uh, in gold futures are also inversely correlated to the rising dollar index, which tick for tick has evidence these naked short sellers also accruing a naked short position against the house. How's that going to work out? The PSYOPT futures-driven gold market is equally coiled for a very large technical um, and physical market reset as we enter season. And we are moving into season. And as an example, as of this morning, Shanghai premiums, now clock this, Shanghai premiums as benchmark 15 minutes after the physical, uh, 15 minutes after London opened this morning, Spot gold was just under 1700 bucks, attracting central bank buying, by the way. Um, the premium in Shanghai was 1.6% above spot. Yeah, that's no mistake, $27.20 higher than the ring-fenced LBMA price. Now, you have to give your head a shake here if people are missing this kind of data. But bottom line, look, insiders, 
exposed to the physical markets know this, and with the specs seriously wrong-footed against the house structurally, uh, both gold and silver futures, commercial positioning is about as bullish as it can ever, ever get. And I guess the only question I have is, how much physical do you own? All right. Thank you, Andrew McGuire. Talking gold, or should I say on this episode, mostly talking silver. Thank you so much. I'm sure our silver community is all fired up. And remember, to our whole Life from the Vault community, buy physical and understand the difference between what Andy affectionately calls the casino paper and gold silver markets and the actual physical gold and silver markets. They're not the same. Don't be fooled. And there you have it. That's all we have for you today on another fascinating episode of Live from the Vault. Please help us spread the word about this channel by hitting that like button, the share button, and subscribe. And click on that bell if you'd like to be notified as each episode goes live. And with that, we'll see you next time on Live from the Vault. See you then.